episode 76 of the Hangout with Coach Noonan podcast features second-year athletic director and head football coach of the Falfurious Fighting Jerseys, Ruben Garcia. Coach Garcia and I reflect on his path to coaching, coming up in the ranks, and taking over at Fal. We dive into his tenure as the AD and head football coach, what he's learned, how he's worked to improve the student-athletes, and more. You can reach out to Coach Garcia on Twitter at Coach underscore Garcia 70 to connect with him and see more of Falfurious football and athletics. Before we jump into today's episode, just a few housekeeping things. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at Hang with Coach Noon Podcast and on Instagram, HWCM Podcast. If you're in the Dallas area and are looking for some fantastic custom cookies that look almost too good to eat, check out Texas Treaties. Podcast listeners, a special 10% off promotion is is available for you. Use the code PODCAST at checkout. The link will be in the show notes. Are you trying to step up your menswear game? Then Etiquette Dawn is the best choice. Etiquette Dawn is a truly custom apparel company that will have you looking like a sharp-dressed man. Check out www.etiquettedawncustomapparel.com for more information. When you need a coffee that works as hard as you do, or is as strong as your squat bench or deadlift is, then I suggest checking out Viking Coffee Company. Podcast listeners, use the code COFFEEWITHNOONAN for a 10% discount off single purchases, not subscriptions. Check out www.vikingcoffeeco.com for more details and order the official drink, the official coffee of the Hang With Coach Noonan podcast. Drink coffee, work hard. Now let's get into the episode with Coach Ruben Garcia. On today's episode of the Hang With Coach Noonan podcast, I'm joined by the athletic director and head football coach of the Falfurious fighting jerseys coach ruben garcia coach what's going on man hey man how's it going uh everything everything's going well man just enjoying the the christmas break you know family time thing and uh just this time just really spend with my kids and, and every day kind of all day with them so you know i'm just enjoying it man awesome awesome well, coach you got you, you've wrapped up two years now as the uh head football coach and athletic director at Fowl Furious, or I should say two football seasons. You're still in, you know, your second school year there, but uh, what is, what has been your biggest um, reward, you know, the intangibles uh, that you've, that you've kind of come to understand now, you know, you know, two years into this deal. Uh, the relationships with the kids, man. Um, really building relationships with the kids, you know, all sports, male and female, and uh, getting to know them and just letting them know, you know, care about them, love them, and do anything for them and supporting them in all their endeavors and all their activities and uh, just building that relationship and then and then helping them try to get to college, man. Um, you know, last year we had seven football kids get opportunities to go to play in college, and we had one girl who had got a track scholarship. Um, you know, I think out of the – eight total students five of them took the offers and then uh and went on and then you know a couple of them you know one of them's over in kansas and uh you know i told that kid he's a kid that i had a uh, man when i got the job and got to know him and uh you know he he's had a rough life and i just told him i was gonna save his life man i was gonna give him an opportunity 
And uh, this year, you know, football-wise, we already got six kids with offers. And uh, we'll have some girls and some girls sports that will probably get opportunities as well. So it's just giving them that avenue and that uh, the opportunity to to go to college and, and uh, do those things. You know, one of the things was after the season, you know, one of the kids was talking, he was just saying that, you know, they had never – thought about going to college and not never thought of never, never thought about going to college or thought they would have that opportunity. And, and they're so happy that we're there and giving them these opportunities and they appreciate it. And uh, so it's been good, man. The, I would say that's the most rewarding thing is just the relationship with the kids and getting them these opportunities to better their lives and better themselves and, and be successful and better their future. That's awesome, man. It's, it's so great to, to hear, you know, somebody talk about, creating opportunities um you know that's that's been one of the deals that i I think um as a phrase that you could kind of attach to you is you're an opportunity creator uh you know you're also on the board and and a founding member of the hispanic uh, texas high school football coaches association so what is what is being that in terms of creating opportunity and also being an example of, of somebody that's been able to work his way up through the coaching ranks to become, you know, a head football coach and an AD. Uh, what has that meant for you? Oh, man, it's meant a lot. You know, first off, the the founding the Hispanic Texas High School Football Coaches Association is a, is a big deal, man. And, uh, man, it just kind of blew off. You know, you, I mean, you know, you're, you're a board member. It, uh, it uh, kind of just took off. It blew up, you know, through the pandemic. It started off as an idea uh, from Coach Mann. Uh, DJ Mann, who's the head coach at Lubbock Coronado, uh, they gave me, and then me and uh, Coach Rosales and Coach Noel Garcia were like, oh, he was telling us to start it. So we started the group, me and I just started sending invites. And I invited Coach Ojeda, Coach Gonzalez, and we invited you and some other coaches. And for a while, we had like a little core set group, and then it just blew up and it became every, everything more than I would have ever thought of. And to see how it's impacted people and the ways it brought people together and given uh, minorities opportunities uh it's it's a lot man because you know for minorities to get these kind of opportunities it can be tough but i'm glad that it's taken off that way and i'm very proud of it uh to just give people the like i said the avenue like you said an opportunity creator giving the kids these people i mean giving these people the avenue and opportunity and then uh just for me as myself to set an example for people uh on how hard work and, and, you know, hard work and a little bit of luck and, and faith will get you these opportunities. If you, you know, the way I ended up at, you know, I spent six years at Crosby and the way I ended up at Crosby kind of was just out of nowhere. Uh, you know, I had graduated from Texas A&M Kingsville with a bachelor's in exercise science, kinesiology, exercise science. And I moved back to Houston where I'm from. And, uh, cause you know, I'm from Houston. I played at uh, J Frank Dobie high school, uh, Dobie Longhorns, and, and then I went to Tamuk and all that. Uh, when I moved back to Houston, I actually initially started working at Memorial Hermann in the medical center and uh, in, as in rehab, the rehab department, physical therapy you know, as a rehab tech. And uh, it was a good job, man, uh, rewarding, helping people. Uh, I'm all about helping people. So, you know, helping those people learn to walk again, learn how to use their limbs again or get around, you know, some, you see some things, you know, they're, they lost a limb or this and they're trying to help, you're trying to help them learn how to, function again and then uh sometimes you see all kinds of things and then uh i worked in the burn unit and uh that was tough and but it was rewarding helping these people and you kind of when you work with them every day you start to learn about them and build a relationship with them and 
and it's a uh, you know they get to know you and and it becomes just one of those things you've got that relationship and it's 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 awesome to see them succeed but and I liked the job but I just knew like I knew I wanted to coach teach I wanted to impact the youth I've always been real big on impacting the youth you know I feel like it's important to be a positive role model for the youth and impact the youth and give them a uh, help them become successful and, and 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 just teach them how to do that and how to be better young men and women and uh you know our today's youth is tomorrow's future and um when I was in college I would volunteer we coached little league uh baseball we would volunteer at, uh boys and girls club we volunteer with casa which is the court appointed special advocates for abused and neglected children uh so I've always been involved in that aspect and I just knew I wanted to help the youth man and so I was like, man, I want to coach. And I reached out to Cirillo Ojeda, who's the head coach of Sharpstown, my fraternity brother, and I had reached out to him. I was like, hey, man, I, I, I want to get into coaching. Can you help me? And he gave me the rundown. He was like, well, you know, how many hours you got of this? Well, I happened to have 24 hours of math. Uh, that was my support field. And he's like, well, you're already highly qualified for math, so some districts will hire you. So you just need to start applying for, you know, there, reach out, try to find this and that. So I just started applying for jobs, math jobs, man, and uh, – I had applied for a math job at Crosby. And the only reason I knew about Crosby was because my brother-in-law had, uh, his mother-in-law lived there. So I just looked it up, Crosby ISD. I didn't know nothing about it. I applied for a math job. They called me, I interviewed, they offered me the job at the end of the interview. But then I went and interviewed at Adobe in another place, but something in my gut said, just take Crosby. So I took the math job at Crosby and I asked them if it was okay if I emailed the athletic director and head football coach about potentially coaching if he had any openings. So I had emailed Coach Jeff Reardon about it, and I was just like, hey, I got hired as a math teacher. I want to coach. You know, I'm willing to volunteer if there's nothing open, this and that. Well, he replied that he ha he happened to have an opening, a uh, freshman football opening. So I met with him like a few days later. Uh, we met. We talked. It was like, I don't know. It was, it was just basically, it was basically an interview, but it was kind of a little more, uh, you know, getting to know each other. And at the end of the interview, he said, uh, all right, well, you ready to go to meetings? And I was like, yeah. So I went straight into football meetings, man, and uh, just happened like that. And it was awesome, man. I loved it. Love working for him. He's a great mentor, a great guy to work for, does things the right way. He's very successful, runs a great program. And he's the type of coach that's going to take you under his wing. And he's going to help you grow and help you learn and make sure you're involved so that you can have that opportunity when you when it's you know your time. And uh, I owe a lot to him for, for everything that I do and know uh, so it was an awesome, great six years with him. You know, I started off at the freshman level, coached freshman. My first year, I actually coached freshman receivers and outside linebackers. And then I moved to O-line, D-line. And then I got moved up to varsity, so I was varsity O-line. And then uh, he left to Tyler Chapel Hill, offered me to go with him. I didn't really want to move my family to Tyler. Uh, you know, I'm from Houston, uh, you know, kind of South Texas area. Houston, you know, Houston, San Antonio, and then South Texas area. And uh, – I met Coach Justin Evans through uh, Coach Mann, DJ Mann, because, you know, Coach Mann worked with me in Crosby. And uh, he was telling me about Coach Evans. He gave Coach Evans my number, and we talked. And Coach Evans had the offensive coordinator opening. Uh, well, at first it was a co-OC opening. He talked, offered me the job, wanted me there. I really liked Coach Evans and what he was doing at Miller, the way he was turning it around. So I took the job, went there. Uh, and then uh, the other co-OC, or the actually the actual OC, excuse me, uh trey allen he ended up leaving uh that's a great guy by the way trey allen he's at duncanville right now coach with o-line he's a stud uh so shout out to him he i learned a lot from him in the short time that i met with him and uh he uh hired he uh promoted me to oc and man we had a great year you know we went 12 and one 
first time in I forgot like 64 years that we had an undefeated season and and district champs and and all that stuff. So it was a it was a memorable year. Those kids were awesome. We did a lot of great things. Uh, you know, I proved the improved the rushing. Well, we from like 1060 for the year before I got there, and then after that year after I was there, we rushed for like 2940 or something like that. So it was a big improvement and. You know, we went 12 and one and I got to meet some great people there. You know, Coach Bradley Chavez, who's the OC at Clear Springs now, Coach Eric John, who's the DC there, and then just people I networked with and 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 got to know. And I and I believe that's actually how I met you. It was kind of when I was getting to Miller, you because you were uh, in the area at Santa Gertrudis. And uh so I met a lot of people, man, and uh and so it was a good opportunity. And then uh the way the Falfurias job happened kind of it's all God's plan and God's timing. I, I firmly believe everything I've done has been God's plan and God's timing and hard work, you know, because uh, I, I bust my tail, work hard. I'm real good with the kids. I get a lot out of them, so we're successful with it. And then uh, I've had a, I've been blessed with these opportunities and, and being in good spots. And then, uh, you know, the foul job, they, the night before the deadline, they had me finish my application. Next day, call me for an interview. Next day, interview. Next day, call me for a final interview. Next day, I went for the finalist interview. Then the next day, they offered me the job. So it happened quick. And uh, I had prayed on it and uh, asked God for guidance. And I woke up knowing that I was going to take the job. If they offered it and they offered it, I took it. And uh, it's been a blessing, man. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot here. Uh, you know, my first year, the COVID year was was tough. And then this year, you know, it was tough. And, and football-wise, it was tough because I felt like we were going to do a lot better. And we just... Man, you know, we just we injury bug and COVID hit us again. You know, the first game we suited up 16 kids because uh, of COVID and injuries. And we just could never get healthy, man. We could never get healthy, never had the same old line. Uh, it was just, it was just one of those things, man. It was unfortunate. But I'm excited about the future here. I can tell you that. You got the the job at, at Foul, um, you know, and having familiarity with that area um, prior to, uh, you know, and then my familiarity with it as well, the, you know, I, I I see foul as, as a as a lot of tough kids like the no quit a lot of grit, um, you know regardless of what the score is you're still in for a, a battle with them, um, you know so so when you get the job you know and you <clears throat> are thinking about the things that you're trying to do things that you're trying to instill in terms of uh, you know culture and environment and stuff, you know you you could kind of check off that that you knew that the grit was going to be there and that you knew that toughness was going to be there um, and how that looks, you know, for you compared to other coaches is obviously unique because uh, everybody defines that differently. But what were some of the other things that you were think that you realized that you needed to do very quickly in order to lay a foundation for success? Well, the very first thing is to build the relationships with them. Um, you know, I think they've had a tough situation, been through a lot of coaches and, and, and no knock to any of the coaches, but I don't know how much of a relationship they really build with these kids. And so that was my first priority, man. And, uh, build relationships with these kids. And once I did, man, they'll do anything for me. They really will, man. I have a special bond with these kids. Uh, they, they listen to me cause they respect me and they love me. So I don't have issues, discipline issues with these kids. Most of the time, like, you know, you're here, you know how it is in any program here and there, you're going to have some hiccups, but like, they don't, they don't act a fool. They don't do anything like that when they're around us. We're able to, you know, we're able to work. We're able to get things done because 
they want to get better and they want to do well for us and they want to do well for each other. And so building those relationships was the biggest thing when I first got here was building that relationship. And they know, it. you know, uh, one thing that kind of that, uh, you know, kind of not open my eye, like I already knew because we were building a relationship, but kind of hurt to hear was like one of the first year. I think it was my, yeah, it was my first year. You know, one of the kids had mentioned, like, it's just coach, you know, sometimes we mess up because we're just wondering if you're just going to be here a year and leave us like everyone else. And I was like, man, you know, that's tough to hear that from a kid that that's how they feel. Uh, so it was just building that relationship. But they know now, you know, they know I'm, I'm down for them. I'm ride or die with them and they're ride or die for me. And, and so we have a lot of positives in that aspect. And then another thing was just structure, you know, needing a lot of structure, streamlined structure. You know, we're still working on that. Uh, you got to get streamlined structure in all aspects in the athletic program, male and female, not just football, but all sports. We're all on the same page, saying the same message, getting them to do the same things. And, uh, you know, we're about to turn that corner. I can I can feel it. I sense it. And I can tell we're about to turn that corner. And I think this January, this spring is going to really be where we get it going, like with the the, the structure and discipline and because and, they already work hard. They're going to work hard. I mean, they get after it, brother. They get after it in the weight room. They get after it on the field, like in agilities and speed work and and conditioning and then you know in a game in a football game they're gonna play hard basketball they're gonna play hard baseball gonna play hard and our girls too man our girls are tough they get after it you know volleyball they're getting after it cross country uh you know basketball they're real uh, gritty um softball i mean it, it's track i mean boys and girls track like we're we got some we got a great group of kids male and female and it's just harnessing that and, and, and making them grow from it and better and and you know adding to it in a so I would say the relationships with the kids and then and then struck streamlined structure, man. Um, and and we're we're turning that corner and uh you know, January is gonna be a little eye opener a little bit for some of them because they, they know it's coming too. They know it's coming, but it's gonna be a little, it's gonna be, you know, it's it's not year one, year two anymore. You can't get away with a little, you know, a little here and there, you're not doing this or that. They know what it is and it's gonna be one of those things, man. If you know you got eight minutes to be dressed in on the out here and you're not dressed, then you know we're gonna start on the goal line. You know, you're not supposed to be wearing your earrings or your chains in the weight room and you're wearing them. You don't be on the goal line. Like, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that we're we're at that point now. You know, we're at that point now. And I'm excited about it, though. And I and they actually are, too. Uh, they like the challenge. They like the structure, man. And uh, it's a great group of kids. I'm excited. What do you think helped you in terms of kind of knowing that you were ready to become a head football coach. Cause I, you know, we've, we've all talked to a lot of different people and, and they've said some things and, you know, a lot of times they say, you, you know, you, you'll know you're ready when it's time, um, you know, but obviously you're never fully ready until you're actually assuming the position and you're, you're in the chair, uh, you know, and, and everything starts and stops with you versus, you know, being an assistant coach uh, or a coordinator and even just being an assistant head coach, like it's still different because at the end of the day, it's not you on the line for everything comparatively. Oh, uh, you know, it's like you said, I don't think anyone's ever really ready, ready. Cause you encounter so many things you don't know, but I, I think, you know, when you're ready, uh, everyone's different, man. You know, there's going to be some people that think they're ready and they're not. There's going to be some people that think they're not ready and they are. Um, I was, I was lucky and blessed enough to work for two head coaches that did a great job getting me ready. 
you know, like I already talked about Jeffrey Reardon and how he, what he did, you know, teaching and making sure we were involved with the program, giving us responsibility. If we wanted to learn, he made sure we were included in learning and uh, being a part of what he was doing. Uh, you know, him and then Coach Charlie Coker, that was there. He was the assistant AD at Crosby. He's another one that did a good job. And, then, and we had a great staff at Crosby. I learned a lot from all those guys. I could name all of them. It'll take forever. But, you know, I learned a lot from those guys. And then being at Miller with uh, Coach Evans, Coach Evans did a really good job as well preparing me. Um, he gave me a lot of responsibility and a lot of free reign and a lot of mentorship and guidance and advice to prepare me because he told me when I got the job and he had met me, he said, he told me, I know you're not going to be here long and you're going to be a head coach. He says, so I'm going to make sure you're ready. And I'm thankful for him for that. He's a great guy to work for, man. Coach Evans is awesome. Uh, great guy to work for. He takes care of his guys. He's going to go to bat for you. He's going to make sure you're okay. He looks out for you. He's a family man. It's just, he was a great guy to work for too, man. I, I was blessed to work for two great, great men who are leaders and uh, are successful leaders at that, you know, not just on the football field, but with their programs and in life. And uh, so Coach Evans did a good job preparing me as well. And and I met guys there that made me better. You know, Coach Bradley Chavez was one who was, had been a head coach before and extremely knowledgeable, uh, very wise, not only X's and O's, but just programming and, you know, strength and conditioning. And then Coach Eric John there, Coach EJ, he was another one that, that man, I learned a lot from that. I leaned on those guys and, and that's how I learned a lot from them, man. And so, I've just been blessed to know a lot of people. And then I know a lot of coaches that I never worked with, but I met through the network and, you know, coaching against them or being in the same area that, that offer advice all the time. And uh, I've just been blessed to have that, that mentorship man, that guidance. And it made me prepared. And I'm mentally, I was mentally prepared. I was mentally prepared. Like, honestly, I, when I was going to got the job, I knew I could do it. Like, I didn't, I wasn't worried. Like, man, am I going to, man, what am I getting into now, nah, man? I knew I could do it. I knew I could do it because I was prepared mentally, mentally. And it was in my heart. I wanted to be, that was like one of my goals. And, uh, and I knew I had been part of programs that were doing it the right way and being successful and working for guys who did that, that I knew I was ready. I just knew I was ready. I just, I knew I was ready. I just didn't know when it would happen, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. so it wasn't, I wasn't ever worried. Oh, am I ready or not? I was just kind of like, all right, well, when it happens, I'm ready and I'm ready to go. And, uh, Obviously, there's growing pains. You can learn some things and some things you didn't know. And it's a lot of things you encounter you weren't prepared for and you kind of learn as you go. But yeah, like uh, the whole pandemic thing. You, yeah, there's, man, so, there's no preparation for that. Oh, no, man. And, I, and I, I took that in stride. And uh, I was proud to say that we went the whole year without ever having a breakout, never having to forfeit a game or anything, man. Uh, and shout out to my coaches and, and then uh, the school. We just did a great job. And I always tell people, man, if I, I lasted basically you know, a whole year in my first year in the pandemic, I don't think I'll encounter anything a little more crazier or difficult than that. But, uh, you know, you encounter some things here and there that you learn, but, uh, that's part of the job, man. And, uh, my goal is I want to grow my coaches the same way. You know, if, if my coach's goal is he wants to be a head coach one day, then I'm gonna help him. I'm gonna teach him. I'm gonna take him under my wing. Like the guys took me under their wings and, and include them and, and get them ready. So that when it's their turn, they're ready. Uh, you know, and but not everyone's goal is that, you know, there's coaches that their goal is they just want to be a, an assistant or a coordinator. And that's fine, too. But if your goal is to be an AD and a head coach uh, and you tell me that's your goal, I'm going to make sure you get ready. What, what's been the challenge as an AD, you know, because because being head football coach is its own special things. But then when you add in being the athletic director 
and being in charge of not only just one program, but several programs and having, you know, to coordinate a lot of different logistical things and communicate to a lot of people uh, that have a lot of influence, you know, so what's been some challenges that you've, that you've had to learn as, as the AD uh, that have kind of given you more um, leadership skills? Oh, uh, well, I mean, one, being an AD and a head football coach, you, it's very, your job is very little football, by the way. Uh, for anyone who wants to be at both AD, head football, you, coaching football is very little of your job because um, being an AD is so much work. Uh, you just encounter different, you know, things, I guess, things, that you, you know, you learn how to navigate all sports, uh, which I feel like I do a very good job of that, though, uh, supporting all sports, male and female. Um, you know, challenges that you kind of learn to encounter is kind of like uh, you have to kind of learn how to navigate with the academic side in the sense that, like, sometimes there's things going on with the school or academic-wise that you have to help navigate um, that you weren't prepared for. Uh, and then, um, you know, it's just different situations, man. It's hard to explain, but, like, uh, you know, you, you just run into issues that you don't, you know, something always happens. There's always an issue, always an issue that arises somewhere and you'll get called into a meeting out of nowhere in the middle of the day or right before practice. And so you kind of learn how to, to deal with that. Um, but I wouldn't say there's anything that's been like super challenging that I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Now, it hasn't been anything like that. But I also think that's a uh, I also think because I work for a great superintendent, she's very supportive of athletics very supportive of me. Um, she offers me advice all the time. She listens to me when I, when I have, you know, ideas, inputs, she includes me in a lot of things, not just with athletics, but with academics or just in the district in general, she wants my opinion. Uh, and I value that, that she values my opinion and I value hers. Um, and then the administration there is also like my principal, Ms. Herrera at the high school, man, she's awesome. Uh, we work really well together. The junior high principal, Miss Control, is great too. We work really well together. So I'm I'm in a situation, man, where I know it's not like that everywhere, but I have administrative support and uh, people that I work well with and get along with. So you don't really run into issues. I mean, there's things that are gonna gonna arise, like incidents that happen or or things that are going on, and or you know, like hey, we need help. Can your coach help? Can you find, can your coaches help with this because we got this coming up or so and so's out? Can your coach cover the class? Uh, you know stuff like that, man. But it it hasn't been anything where I'm just like, man, what do I do? You know, um, there's little hiccups here and there, but no, nah, man. I would say uh, it hasn't really been anything to be honest. I mean, it's just uh, it's just finding your own flavor. You know, putting your own spin on things and and. Uh, I've been blessed. That's that's awesome, man. It's it's really great to hear that you have supportive administration, uh, you know, both above you and, and below you, and that you can talk and have conversation and communication with these people because that's unfortunately not the case, like you said, uh, everywhere. Um, sometimes it's it's a power struggle, and and um, you know, it's not always 
what's really in the best interest of, of the kids and probably not even what's in the best interest of coaches. Um, you know, I, I firmly believe that if you support your teachers and your coaches, they're going to take care of the kids because none of us are getting into this profession one to make a, a butt ton of money, but two, we're not trying to come in here and fail kids and do kids wrong. Like if you go in to become a coach, like you, you're trying to, make kids better. You're trying to do better in the classroom. You know, if you really want to be a good coach, you're going to do both. So to me, it just makes all the more sense to do the things necessary to support those coaches and those teachers, because you're going to get better results from the kids. No, I agree. I think the biggest adjustment as an AD for me, just kind of what you were asking to is it was just, it's just going from big school to small school, man. You know, I'm a big school guy. I played at a big school, uh, you know, that's a 6A school right now. Um, it was, back then it was 5A, but they're 6A now. And then uh, coaching at, uh, you know, Crosby being a 5A and then Miller being a 5A, just always kind of been a big school guy. And then now coming down to 3A, you know, the smaller school setting, that was the biggest adjustment, uh, you know. But I took it with, you know, took it in stride and, and here we are. Oh, I love it, man. I'm going to get you out of here on this question. Um, you know, I've, I've had a couple other guys on to talk about, you know, their, their experiences. Um, we've had DJ man on and, uh, you know, shout out DJ man. He's a huge supporter of, of a lot of the things that we're involved in and, uh, sincerely appreciate all his support and a great person, uh, to network with and lean on about a lot of different things, but, you know, everybody has, a motto or a a mantra that they're trying to instill that kind of summarizes the things that the program is about. Right. And, and uh, the two things that I've seen you, you know, put out on social media, the most is uh, Ohana, uh, which I think at this point, most everybody should know that, you know, that means family. Um, And then the other deal is code green, man. So, just kind of take a minute and, and, and talk about both. You know, what is what does code green mean? What does Ohana look like at foul? You know, just kind of clue us in on that. Yeah. So, you know, code green stands for God family team. And uh, that's something I adapted from Coach Ridden. You know, we were code red at Crosby. It was God family team. But it's just your priorities in life, man. God should be number one, then your family and then team. And it's just teaching them that that's code, like, that's what we, that's our way of life. That's what we live by. Like it should be God family team. And uh, those should be your priorities. And, and uh, you know, it's just, it's just getting them to understand that, you know, I'm a big, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a believer, I'm a big believer. I have faith, believe in God and uh, believe he's the reason I'm here. And he's the reason I do what I do. And uh, you know, I'll tell the kids about it. I talk to them about it. Um, you know, sometimes they ask questions about it. You know, it's just one of those things that I want to, a lot of kids in foul though have that faith. They have that relationship with God, which is awesome. And uh, they know family and then team, man, it's just team being us, the school, the community. Uh, it's just that, you know, we're, we're, they're a part of our priorities and what we want to be successful together. And then uh, Ohana obviously means family. And then the other ones lean on me, right? Uh, lean on me so ohana just family like all the time we're family we're one big family here in power one big family in athletics in the school in the district like we're all we should all be looking out for each other helping each other uh you know there 
are my brother's kiss, my brother's keeper, my sister's keeper, you know, look, you know, helping each other grow, be successful, picking each other up when we're down, offering help when it's needed. And that's what lean on me is, man. You know, lean on me is big for us. Uh, and the kids really have started to really adapt that lean on me. Um, it's just lean. It's just like leaning on each other. You know, when you're, it's just like the song, man, like pregame, we'll get in a circle pregame and we play lean on me, turn the lights off and the kids are just locking arms and, and, and vibing together to the, to lean on me. And uh, it's just leaning on your brother or sister, leaning on, you know, your brother or sister when times are tough. Um, when you need somebody, you're there for each other. And that's whether it's on the field, you know, on the, on the field or, or in life or in the classroom, you're leaning on each other. Uh, you have each other's back, you know, you go to war for each other. And, uh, you know, if things are tough, I'm leaning on my brother. He's going to pick me up. He's going to make sure I don't fall. He's going to make sure I'm standing up tall, head up, chin up, and I ain't going to fall. And, uh, if that's just, you know, that's what, it, that's what it's all really. It's all just about being a family, man. It's all about glorifying God and everything we do. Um, you know, representing our, our family in general, like your, your family, like your mom, your dad, brothers, sisters, and then representing your team, your other family, which is the community, your program, the school, the district, you know, each other. And it's all about just representing and them in a positive light and then helping each other. You know, one thing we always tell the kids like is like, don't be a negative leader. Don't be criticizing and, and yelling and screaming. Pick your brother up. Be that kind of leader. Be a positive leader. Pick them up when they're down. Encourage them. Help them get through it. You know, it's easy to yell and point fingers. Nobody, you know, nobody likes that. Be a positive leader. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just teaching them how to handle that and to go through that and uh, and just really rely on each other for everything we do. And uh, they're really buying into it, man. They've gotten a lot closer, especially, you know, this year we've gotten a lot of team. They could football team. They got a lot closer. Uh, it's a great thing to see, man. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go to war for each other and they'll go order for us and I'll go to war for them any day. I, I would honestly give my life for any of these kids, man. Oh, I love it, man. That's, that's awesome. Well, man, if they wanted to, to reach, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, talk more about foul, uh, athletics, football, uh, or pick your brain about X's and O's or how, you know, their, their path to becoming a head coach at AD. Uh, what's what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, you could you could probably get a hold of me on Twitter, you know, at Coach underscore Garcia seventy, uh, or you can email me. Um, you know, my uh, you can email me if you want to. I'm trying to think. I guess you could use my uh, work email. It's rgarcia2 at bcisd.us. Uh, so, you know, either way you can reach out to that. Or if you, if you know me, know me, or you know, someone that knows me, you could probably give my number, uh, <laughs> you know, and you could text me and that that's a big way too. most of the time. If you probably DM me on Twitter, I'll probably just give you my number and then, and then text you. That's probably the best way, but I'm not going to put it out on the, on the internet. So no, we'll, uh, we'll keep that on the low, man. Uh, but that would, those, that would be the best ways, man. It'd be awesome. either it'd probably, it, Twitter or email. Awesome. Well, man, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm very glad that we got a chance to sure, get this brother. done. And uh, I wish you, wish you guys all the best uh, this offseason and then in the future. And, uh, you know, happy new year to you and, and your family. And hopefully 2022 is, is prosperous for all of us. Yeah, I appreciate you having me here, man, having me on. I'm excited to be, be on this, man. I love your podcast and the things you're doing. And uh, 
you know, I love your logo because I'm hanging with Mr. Cooper fan. So, yeah, you know, man, I'm glad I'm glad you got the LC design that for me. I told him that yeah. I told him the vibe I wanted and, yeah. and uh, he, he he did it right. So I can't I don't think I can ever change it. Uh, no, nah, man, it's perfect. You know, it's perfect, man. But, so I appreciate you having me on, man. Happy New Year, you and your family. I uh, wish you all success in the future and in this offseason, man. And uh, 